La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic Glou, 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 font tous les dindons Et la jolie cloche Hey, bonjour rugby friends, I hope you are very well Christmas just how many days now, Mike? Um, not many, I think it's a week on Friday, isn't it? Yeah, so not many And do you know how many days left no, until... No, no, my maths is... I've got to calculate. <laughs> no, cool. but I'm going to ask you rugby-related questions. Okay. How many days left until the World Cup starts in France on the 8th of September 2023? Uh, 2,346. Nah, far away. It's 995 days, 20 hours, 57 minutes and 44 seconds. No, it's 43 seconds. <laughs> you got to, you come down as well. <laughs> so not not that wow. long. You know, lots of people were wondering why the draw took place uh, on Monday. It was actually, you know, a symbolic, symbolic date. It was because it's nearly, it was over, you know, close to 1,000 days until um, oh, okay. RW23. And, you know, to whet the appetite as well of, uh, of uh, nations, you know. <laughs> so sure. won't have any surprise. So, uh, yeah, we got lucky with a French uh, draw, you know, we're going to play against... Um, You usual suspect actually for <laughs> like a déjà vu. We're going to play against New Zealand. Yeah. And the other team is Italy. Exactly. Africa one and America one qualifiers. So probably the USA. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's exciting pool. That's not bad. And apparently, you know, some people are thinking, hmm, shall we have a big opener? And can we play uh, game one against New Zealand? So it's been discussed right now, you know, in yeah. um, at the board level, you know, with uh, Ashton and, and, and so on. But uh, there is some risk involved as well, you know, if we get trashed by New Zealand or the other way around. So my guess, however, is still with a minor, minor team anyway to make it, um, you know, uh, maybe less, less, less risky. But uh, Dupont was saying that uh, it's actually so, it's a good draw. It's better to meet New Zealand right now rather than yeah. in quarterfinals. So at least, oh, absolutely. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. Get know. Them. I'd rather play New Zealand early on in the tournament. Exactly. When they're not in full flow, yeah. But, and, of course, um, it will help to win that pool because the winners of Pool A will play the runner-up in Pool B, which will probably be Ireland, as the runners-up, will play South Africa. So um, France would not really be wanting to face South Africa in the quarterfinals, I don't think. No, no. But having said that, it is in three years' time. So yeah. lots of things. Yeah, lots of things can happen. Yes, I remember the state of South Africa um, team four years ago. They were in a very, very bad shape. But now look yeah. at them, you know, they, they really ramp up. What about your, your pool with Wales? Yeah, Pool C, to, to be honest, it's a bit boring because it's the same old thing. Fiji, Australia, Georgia, you, you know, we seem to get these teams every World Cup. It'd be nice to be in a team with Scotland or France or or Ireland or Argentina, but it's the same. I don't know what, how it works out that way. But, um, yeah, I think Wales will fancy that, you know, basically it'll be if Wales lose to Australia, which they would on current form, then they have to beat Fiji to get through to the quarterfinals where, looking on form, they'd probably face uh, in the winners of Group D, England or Argentina. Right. 
All right. So, yeah, I mean, lots of mouth-watering prospects, even this far out. You know, you can map your way to the final or the semi-finals, and I'm sure that's what, what lots of listeners will be doing um, over Christmas. And what about the other pools? Yeah, pool. I'll, I'll run through the pools. Pool A, yes. is, Fr pool a is France and New Zealand. Um, with qualifiers, the Africa qualifier and the America first qualifier. Pool B is Europe 2, Asia and Pacific 1, who will be qualifiers, Scotland, Ireland and South Africa. So, <gasps> the group of tough, them. Tough, yeah, <laughs> so, so one team out of Scotland, Ireland or South Africa won't make it through, which is, uh, you know, which is tough. It's going to be tough on, on whoever it is. Pool C, the one we just mentioned, is Australia, Wales, Fiji. Europe one, which will probably be Georgia, and then the final qualifying uh, playoff winner. Pool D will be America's two, which will be probably Uruguay or Canada. Oceania one, which will probably be Tonga or Samoa. Argentina, Japan, and England. So another another great group there. Mm, sounds exciting, and you were able to uh, participate virtually to the to the draw as well. Yeah, it's a shame I couldn't be there in person and enjoy the canapes and bubbly. But yeah, for, um, particularly of interest, you know, uh, talking to Fabien Galtier, the French coach, he says that, um, you know, they know New Zealand are one of the favourites. They won three World Cups, they're always dangerous. He also uh, set out a note of caution against Italy because he said they're continuing to improve and they're preparing to play their finest rugby but of course he he went on to say we're playing for France we're playing for our families our fans in front of the people who love us it's something very powerful and um, he said we've got home advantage but there's also a lot of pressure that comes with that he said we know that playing at home is going to be a fantastic challenge for every French player it's going to be a big motivation but we know that sometimes you can have pressure when you're close to D-Day we have to work on that prepare to be ready physically and mentally and to play our best rugby. We need to be ready to play with the pressure, but also have the freedom to play our best rugby. With, yes. Uh, some sort of, and of course, the French captain, Charles Olivon, he said, uh, you know, we're a strong French team. We're moving forward. We're looking forward to hosting our WC 2023, but we must continue our progress, our experience, be ready to play at home. And uh, he also said to play for the people we love in the stadiums we love. And it promises to be an exceptional tournament. And uh, I'm so pleased, you know, the Les Bleus, the French team, have their new uh, poster boys, you know. Yeah. Uh, before in the, I can't remember who was. Obviously, there was a time when you had Sela, you had Sh maybe Chabal, a little bit of Dussautoir. I can't yeah. think of any charismatic French rugby players. 10 years ago, I can't. Correct me if I'm wrong. Maybe some names might pop. But in terms of, you know, uh, bringing some enthusiasm, some passion to the game, you know, we have very much uh, Antoine Dupont, yeah. Tamak, uh, and, and so many others, youngsters in the team, you know. So I think it's uh, it's bringing some, uh, some it, it's, it, it brings some, it's rejuvenate, you know, the yeah. um, The whole French French team, because in the last 10 years, he's been absolutely dire, I'm afraid to say, yeah, <laughs> for, uh, for various reasons. Yeah. I mean, in 2007, when France last hosted it, 
um, Sebastian Chabal was the poster boy and he was the real um, icon of the tournament. But um, I think France have never had such strength in depth as they have now. You know, we've spoken in previous podcasts. You know, they've got three fly halves that are world-class. They've got two scrum halves. And as they proved against England, you know, even down to the sort of second or third choice, they've got they've got very, very strong players. And I think this competition will make sure that the players who are in the team at a particular time will not be complacent. They'll be fighting for their places because there are people behind them pushing them all the time. And you usually find, you know, this is what makes great sides. This is why the All Blacks are so good, because nobody can rest on their laurels. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so far as you know, they progress as well. Uh, they, you know, they don't take anything for granted. They become humble, you know, don't pretend yeah. to be uh, uh, mega stars yeah. and, and so on. You know, in some in some uh, rugby clubs, I found out in some towns, you know, when they know that a player from from I don't know from Clermont-Ferrand, you know, arrive in a hotel, in a <laughs> in a restaurant, you know, they've got priority. They got the best seats. They got the yeah. best. Uh, that's a different way of thinking. Whereas yeah. I think you know the guys, you know, the youngsters are much more humble. You know, I I, I sent a quick WhatsApp message to um, Jalibert after the game last week, and yeah, he was uh, very thankful, very grateful. I said, yeah. Cool. We'll, we'll, we can speak one day on our podcast. Yeah. Was, did he block you then or not? Or... <laughs> not at all. Not at okay. all. He was, hey, okay. you played really well. Congratulations yeah. to you. So, yeah, it's looking good. And regarding Italy, yes, that's one team to watch because they are obviously Sergio Paris with, what, 78 years old now? Yeah, he must you know? be. Yeah, he'll be 80 <laughs> by the time uh, yeah, the World Cup comes around. 38, but he still has that je ne sais quoi. He's still brilliant, but obviously he's, he won't be playing in no. three years' time. But um, no, this is, it's, there's, there's some promise definitely in the Italian team. And for England, you know, I like, I like uh, Eddie's team and so on, but... Uh, there's no young blood. I'm afraid to say, you know, the guys are getting older and older. Mm. And you know what happens to, with older guys? <laughs> yes, you know, yeah. they're not, uh, you I know, know, they, know they, from experience, yeah. <laughs> uh, they need some additional, you know, va-va-va-voom, Viagra, physical, you know, they don't have, they're not as, as as um as fast as as the the, the the youngsters anyway, so um so we'll see very very exciting time and um, Jean Dujardin was there I believe and Emmanuel Macron and the owner of Louboutin so a very strange mix of um, of characters of personalities at uh, at the um, at the draw of the. Uh, um, of the champion yeah, who's this John Le, John Lagarden John Lagarden John Lagarden who's he then <laughs> Jean Dujardin oh come on he's a classic French actor he's 48 he? years old he was in the artist which won I think three awards three uh, three academy awards okay. maybe five it's uh, he was playing the silent film so even you know people like God. Nigel Owen or yourself you don't need to understand French How did he, he you don't need any subtitles it didn't take him long to learn his lines in that one then <laughs> no but he had to use a lot of his eyebrows oh wow so, gosh no, no. that must be tough and you know he's a, he's a massive rugby fan oh, which I wasn't okay. aware of as well so he had a picture with Fabien Gatier with our poster boy um Tamak and, and Dupont. So yeah, it was a very nice 
nice to be endorsed by him. He's, he couldn't be more French than him. And what I really like about him is that when he started as an actor, people, you know, just like us, they said to us, well, you know what? You've got no chance. Yeah. <laughs> and they were right. No chance. Yeah. You've got to, you know, you, you are too expressive. Your eyebrows speak for it for themselves. Oh, that's what he said. And now, you know, he received, was one of the first um, actors to receive uh, uh, um, an Oscar. An Oscar, I think it was two thousand. Was it the first set of eyebrows to receive an Oscar, wasn't it? <laughs> and his woman is charming. No, there's only, the one, there's only one eyebrow actor, and that's Roger Moore, I'm afraid. I'm sorry. Jean Le Jardin, <laughs> you're a different league. Roger Moore. Uh, anyway. <laughs> On your to-do list this week, you need to watch The Artist. That's an absolutely brilliant, feel-good movie. Well, I won't need the sound on, will I? Sorry? I won't need the sound on, will I? Uh, exactly. <laughs> what a busy weekend. Whew. I know. It's only. It seems such a long time ago, doesn't it? It's only a couple of days. It's weird. I don't know whether it's Christmas time or whatever, but uh, yeah, what a great weekend for the Champions Cup. Seven of the eight top 14 clubs won. Only Montpellier lost. I know, I know. Lots of value in France. It worked uh, really, really well. You know, and it started with the uh, Toulon versus South Africa. Sorry, sorry, not South Africa. Sale, sale. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Toulon versus Sale. I don't know how many South African players they have in Sale, but plenty of Saracens. <laughs> yes. Who else? Uh, oh, plenty. Not as many as Montpellier, probably, but. I know. And it used to be Saracens 10 years yeah. ago. But uh, um, very, very briefly, only um, Gabin Villiers, Carbonel, well, absolutely brilliant. They're back in the French squad. Sale was a bit. May come see come up mm. during the game, but they were they came back to life, you know, in the last in, in the last twenty minutes. Okay. Which games do you have? Uh, Leon, they had a, a great win over Gloucester. They won fifty five ten, eight tries, including a hat trick from uh, Mignon. So yeah, twenty six ten up at half time, convincing win for Leon. Uh, different story on Sunday with Racing against Connacht. A very close game in the end, 26-22 to Racing. But um, Connacht came back really well. They scored a try in the 76th minute from Connor Oliver. And you could see Racing was starting to get a bit nervous, but they hung on for a 26-22 win. So, yeah, happy days for Racing. Very good. I watched Ulster versus, versus Toulouse. Toulouse had... They were very apprehensive because, you know, there is that old saying, oh, French teams don't travel too well. But this time they got lucky. I mean, they had no, <laughs> there were no supporters in Belfast. Yeah. So it may have proved uh, uh, easier for the French team to win. Um, the final score was 22 to 29. Um, both teams got uh, a bonus point. Uh, again, you know, I raised my beret a lot for Jesslyn Kobe. Yeah. He was nominated man of the match. <laughs> and there was uh, a plethora of uh, of tries. Altogether, there were four tries from Toulouse, one from Dupont, one from Arnold, and two for Cheslin. Okay. 
And uh, um, as I said, you know, a re- really good score because Hugo Mola, who is the head coach of um, of uh, Toulouse, was very wary of um, of Ulster because he, he you know, um, he, they, on average, apparently they score about five five tries. You know, so they they played. Uh, in, in the last few weeks, they have played really, really well. And regarding Toulouse, as you know, you know they had most of their um, players, you know, playing for the French yeah. squad. So for some of them, it was wow. Okay, when you have two days to train, but they they did it. Challenge uh, succeed succeeded. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and Edinburgh La Rochelle. That was a, a very close game uh, in Scotland. Uh, La Rochelle won thirteen eight. Um, yeah, tries for Rule Sinzel. Penalty for Plisson. Um, the Scots scored a, a Kinghorn try and a penalty from Van der Volt. Very low scoring game, but La Rochelle will be happy with a win. It's a it's a tough place to go, Edinburgh. Yes, and Jono you know, Gibbs was um, he speaks really well French actually. He speaks, he speaks, uh, he speaks. Sorry, it's not, it's not wrong. It's a, it's a wrong podcast. <laughs> Um, he speaks re- French really, really well. Actually, he really made an effort, um, and it is. He was really, really pleased. However, he did say mm, we should have played the more score. Yeah. Uh, we should have played more points because it might have an impact at yeah, a later yeah. stage because the competition rules have been changed. Uh, and Will Skelton was uh, the man of the match. You know, former Saracens guy. And next week they will play, hopefully, versus yeah. Bass. Um, Montpellier, we mentioned earlier, they're the only top 14 side to lose in the uh, Champions Cup. They lost at home uh, 35-14 to Leinster. Um, Leinster scored five tries, but I mean Leinster, one of the best sides in Europe. So um, that result may not be quite as as bad as, as it appears firsthand. But uh, yeah, tough team to play. And um, yeah, Montpellier will be hoping for for better things as the tournament progresses. You know, I was hoping for a miracle. I thought, oh, God, okay, all the international are back in Montpellier. Maybe, you know, uh, <laughs> they're going to win. But, you know, three teams to watch are the yeah. usual suspect are Leinster, Racing Metro and yeah. Clermont. Because, you know, three uh, Leinster and Clermont um, and Racing, I think they've been... Finally, they lost in the final, I think, three times, yeah. you know. So they've always been right made. Yes, that's you know, they true. Want... That is very true, yeah. <laughs> they, want to, they want to win. Uh, if I had the choice, uh, if they, amongst those three streams, I really like Racing Metro yeah. too. Racing 92 to win. But my heart goes as yeah, well. Yeah, I was going to say, you can never run off to um, lose, can you? Particularly with, no. you know, with all their stars playing. Uh, they're going to they're be there or thereabouts. Yes, and I heard, you know, Cipriani is, uh, okay, left Gloucester. There are some rumours, you know, maybe he's gone to Lyon or maybe other French team, you know. So, I don't know, what have you, what well, you heard from the grapevine? Because I've heard, and it, bear in mind, this is a rumour, that, that he's going yeah. to America to join the um, American Major League rugby set up there. But um, that is... Obviously, only a rumor, but I think it would probably suit him and his lifestyle, and and the rugby probably won't be quite as as demanding. So, um, but you know, watch the space. 
uh, I wouldn't be surprised because I suppose, you know, the money over yeah. there must be magnanimous. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, you know, uh, massive. Or maybe in France, you never know. As I said, you know, so we'll see who is right, who is wrong. So uh, talking about uh, um, uh, going back to the to the Champion Cups, Heineken, Bristol versus Clermont. That was what a very a entertaining game, was. game. Wasn't that absolutely brilliant? All together, they, I think they were 12, 12 tries. So seven tries, seven tries uh, from uh, from Clermont. 89 points were scored. Um, and I remember, you know, I was on the podcast of my Bristolian friend. What is it called again? Bears beyond the gate. That's the one. And I told them, you know, that if there is one player you need to uh, to watch is uh, Mats uh, Machima, you know, the, the Japanese yeah. player. And yeah, he did score three tries. Yeah, you know, brilliant it's, player. Very, very good. Yes. So um, again, you know, Bristol. I think they start. They were they were dry lagging. Oh, you know, after I think after twenty minutes, the score was zero. After fifteen minutes, the score was zero yeah, twenty one. Yeah. Can you imagine? And halftime it was fourteen twenty nine. But then you know, um, Max Malino worked his magic and others. Uh, it finished by thirty eight fifty one, which is not. Which is not bad, you know, but uh, Clermont was wasn't fire. Yeah, and I thought Cami Lopez talking about French fly halves. There's another one who put in a brilliant performance. What a superb playmaker! So um, you can put him as as the yes. fourth uh, French fly half. <laughs> you know, they they're sport for choice, aren't they? We are indeed, indeed. But uh, however, Gatier is not the flavor of the month no, with Gatier. No. Gatier's got his favorite yeah. <laughs> players, a bit like Eddie. Eddie's got his favorite, yeah. so whatever happens. There are always some players, people keep saying, why can't he play exactly. for England? The likes, like Simons yeah. and so on. But no, it's Eddie doesn't like him. It won't happen. That's the way it goes, I'm afraid. Amigo. And any other games from the Heineken? I know there were other games, but they were not... Yeah, no, um... I, thought, I thought I'd just touch on, on the French interest in, in yeah. the Challenge Cup. Um, yeah. Friday mm-hmm. night, uh, Bordeaux, they won at uh, Northampton Saints, um, 16-12, incredible finish. Um, a, a Jalibert penalty hit the post on the 74th minute and Cordero, the Argentinian winger, caught the ball off the post, ran over and scored the try that, uh, that won the game. And when you think, uh, Bordeaux conceded 17 penalties in that game, um, they still won, so they'll be they'll be very happy with that. Uh, for Agen, not quite such a, a nice story. They lost thirty four eight to London Irish um, in Brentford. Um, five tries for London Irish. Poe a win for them at home. They beat Worcester twenty four twenty with tries from Carato, Barrett, and Airbani. And uh, a win for a Welsh team, uh, Ospreys. They were at home in Swansea. They beat Castra, admittedly a very weakened Castra team, uh, 39-15. Ospreys made 141 tackles in that game, which is incredible. And they they scored five tries. So, you know, it's funny. Stats don't always always tell the full story. But, um, yes. 
all those, those scores I have for the other game. So Stade Francais, Benetton, uh, it was 20 to 44, which mm. is positive. An mm. Italian team won against yeah, the Stade Francais, which is uh, and surprising yeah. as well. Oh, that's um, interesting. Uh, Leicester Tigers versus Brive. I was hoping for miracle. I always hope for free, for miracle for for Brive. You know, uh, Leicester basically they took revenge yeah. over Brive for the 1997 <laughs> final. So a dish is always best served. No, no, no. Hang on. What's the revenge? Saying? Uh, dish revenge best. is a dish served cold. Yeah, exactly. La revanche est un plat. Qui se mange froid. <laughs> it sounds pretty good in French, anyway. So it was the 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 score was thirty nine seventeen, and Leicester's got the uh, bonus point. And then uh, we had the draw between uh, Zebra and Bayonne, twenty five twenty five. So anyway, uh, games for next week. What's yes, happening? There's been some news today. We, we came on air that. Um... Toulouse's match against Exeter on Sunday has been cancelled. And because Exeter played Glasgow last weekend, Glasgow v Lyon has also been cancelled. So that's two matches off at the moment. But uh, the matches that are on as we speak in the Champions Cup, Friday night, Scarlets are at home to Toulon and Wasps are at home to Montpellier. On Saturday, La Rochelle are at home to Bath, Clermont are at home to Munster, and Bordeaux face Dragons. And on Sunday, Harlequins, they're at home to Racing. Which game are you most looking forward to watch? The game I was actually looking forward to watch was uh, Toulouse against Exeter. (laughs) I know. The same with me. I was really uh, uh, looking forward to it. Instead, Ernest Vallon. Yeah. Oh, that would have been great to see the Toulousains, you know, kick the bottom yeah. of Exeter. You know, yeah. all about revenge. <laughs> what a shame! What but, a you shame! Know, hey. Yeah, as a Scarlet fan, I'm looking forward to them yeah. facing Toulon. But I also think Clermont at home to Munster is going to be a is going to be a cracking game. So yeah, some good game. You know, yes. the European tournament it really is. Produce some brilliant rugby, hasn't it? I think that's it the is, la crème yeah. de la crème, yeah. the best of the best. Obviously, the World Cup is pretty, pretty interesting as well. But uh, yeah, even uh, uh, it's, it's more interesting than the Southern Hemisphere yeah. one, I think. But uh, I think because we are, we are because yeah. we are biased as well, you know. That's uh, uh, that's some good games. Uh, down there's also south, some but, uh, Challenge Cup matches involving French sides on Friday night. Castra. They're at home to Newcastle. Mm-hmm. On Saturday, Benetton, who, as you mentioned, beat Stade Francais. They're at home to Agen. Uh, Bayonne are at home to Leicester. On Sunday, London Irish are at home to Poe. And Cardiff Blues face Stade Francais in Cardiff. So, um, you know, some really interesting games in the Challenge Cup as well. Very good, very good. And what does it finish altogether? What what the tournament or? Yes, I the tournament. Think yes, April or May. I know the finals are in in Marseille. Yes, yeah, so, Marseille. Um, you know, God willing and uh, vaccine willing. Um, hopefully, you know there'll be some big crowds there um, in the viewport for uh, for a great weekend of rugby. 
will be there and your son-in-law lives uh, in yeah, Marseille. Yeah, I'll be there so on my private can... yacht, you know, just soaking up the <laughs> Kia Royale in the harbour. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> yeah, one day, one day. But I'm glad that uh, rugby is back here. Yeah. La leçon de français. French lesson. Alors, alors, have you noticed? French people really, really always start, you know, um, sentence with alors. In Spanish, they say allora, allora, or Italian, alors. So, how do you say to score a try? Do you say no? Do you say Scorer un essai ou marquer un essai? Um, I think I'll go for answer B. Marquer un yeah, essai, marque un essai okay. is the proper one. However, however, this week I was listening to an interview with okay. Jules Plisson on the, on the Bordeaux website and he used the term okay. scorer. On n'a pas beaucoup scoré. We haven't really scored. So I thought, oh, that's interesting. You know, you can't really say score un essai. It's much more, uh, it's grammatically okay. more correct oh, to say good. marque un essai. But you, you will hear a yeah. few anglicisms, you know, more and more, like uh, yeah. le mole, le mole, uh, le score, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> scorer, etc., etc. Okay. Why did the rugby player go to see a vet? Why did the rugby player go and see a vet? Um, uh, something about the lions, would it be, or no? Because his calves were sore. <laughs> Just when I think, I think each week they can't get any worse, but you've managed to achieve it. <laughs> <laughs> the business that's a new section we we are um we are trying out today because mike always has a few last minute information before we say goodbye so mike do you have anything on the radar any juicy news no, anything that we forgot? Any the business no i've got nothing no <laughs> no um there's no I mean, mm -hmm. all this week really has been talk of the world cup and Obviously, the the concussion issues, you know, which which um, can have major repercussions on the game, and the players who are who are taking the national bodies to court um, over you know their diagnosis of dementia, etc. You know, really, really tough times for the game, and and of course for the for the poor players involved. Where it will end up, I don't know. Whether the national bodies will be held. Um, held accountable. The only time will tell. I think it'll be a fairly long, drawn-out legal process. But uh, you know, I think the game has got to do something to, uh, to to make sure that the young people, players coming through, will still come through. You know, parents are going to be very nervous now about allowing their their kids to play rugby when they see this stuff splashed on the news about dementia and concussions. So I hope something can be done to uh, to not affect too much the the character of the game, but but to ensure that players 
you know of all ages and all uh, all qualities are protected as as well as they can be and as you know the world rugby work really hard to to uh um to install you know some yeah. And more safeguard in terms of tackling, you know, making sure that the tackling is at a lower level. Um, so, yeah, it's moving in the right direction. You know, 10 years ago, you didn't hear about HIA. Yeah. You know, it's, if you were knocked out, you know, you would... Yeah, yeah. You were meant to play straight away. You know, it was a man things to do, manly things. But now some players are unfortunately, you know, feeling... Feeling the yeah. um, the consequences, and uh, but not only rugby yeah, players, yeah, but think, football yeah, players think. as well. And you know what the difficult thing is, and this is where the authorities have such a problem um, to encourage low tackles. Uh, I think they reported there are more concussions from low tackles from getting caught on somebody's hip bone or their knee than there are from high tackles. You know, so where do you go if you can't tackle high and you can't tackle low? It's uh, you know. I don't envy them in their in their decision making process because it's a it's a it's a real conundrum. The only solution I see, you know, from my humble and non-expert rugby point of view, would be for players maybe yeah. to play less and to have less very much so, training yeah. as well yeah. because trainings can be very, very, very fearful, you know, so less is more maybe in that situation, you know, to reduce the amount of, well, of potential I've, concussion yeah. and uh, use uh, the French flair and uh, forget about the physicality sometimes and use, you know, a change little bit of the game. But anyway, the, yeah. the rugby I'll, game is I'll just tell you one more thing one word, on, you know, that, the, on that line, saying about reducing contact. Wales, when they had Sean Edwards there, um, Sam Warburton said they only used to have one big contact session in the week leading up to an international, and that was for four minutes. So four minutes, they just tackled their hearts out, give it full contact, and and nothing else for the rest of the week. So um, you know, you know, maybe these it didn't do them too bad, and I would imagine the same thing is happening with France now. So you know, maybe that's the way to go. We need to come up with a plan, otherwise yeah, the, the, the yeah. game will come into a disrepute and you Absolutely. don't want you don't want that to happen, you know, especially with the we we need more more youngsters, you know, to, to join the team yeah. and female and women as well. Women is another area. Regarding the female rugby, do you have any news? Because I know you are very much you are good friends with some of the female players. Yeah. The the, rugby the, players yeah, the trouble in is Queens now, and Scotland and to, uh, a, a tier three lockdown. So um Harlequins women, who who the team I've been mostly involved with, they were having a big uh, match against Saracens on the second of January, and they'd sold tickets. But now that's that's been uh, put to one side. There will be no fans attending, so that's a shame. I mean, the Tyrrells, well, it's not the Tyrrells now; it's the Alliance um, Premiership Fifteens is still going ahead weekly, but um, unfortunately, no spectators for these games. But the, but the women's game is still is still trundling along and um, won't be too long before the Six Nations and also the, the women's Six Nations, of course. Yes, yeah. And um, I have another piece of news you may have read in the press is that the CEO of World Rugby, Brett Gosper, 
is um, he has announced uh, on the 2nd of December that he's going to leave his position in January 2021 and he will become head of the National Football League's operation in Europe and, and the UK. So he's going to be the head of the NFL, which is a nice change, yeah. you know, for, for him. You know, he's done loads, loads for World Rugby over the, the, the 10 years. And I think it's, uh, he needs to be celebrated. He's a very humble person. He welcomed me with open arms, you know, to the world of rugby. Oh, I didn't realize he was that humble. Um, <laughs> virtually, uh, virtually, you know, amazing, yeah. amazing life he had. You know, he was in Australia. He, he did. played for Racing, Racing 92, and, oh, yeah, yeah. Racing Metro, yes, yeah, yeah. the like of Menel and and uh, and Gaillard and so on. I've been in touch with Gaillard as well. Uh, and then you know he's you know he uh, I mean he, he's done so much uh, so much greatness in terms as I was saying to you in terms of yeah. making the rugby safer and um, ensuring that um, yeah that the rugby was. Was very much um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the great thing about Brett is as, as well, well he's always been accessible. I mean, he will answer tweets, he will answer um, WhatsApp messages, LinkedIn messages. He's always made himself available to fans, uh, media, you know, anybody, anybody who wants to speak to him. And I think that's that's quite commendable because he could quite easily lock himself away and avoid any controversy. But you know, I think Brett's always been up front, and I think uh, he'll be sadly missed by the game. Yes, and I can tell you, you always listen to oh, our thanks, podcast Brett. every week. Because I send him a coffee every week. So we'll see who's going to, uh, to replace him. But uh, from the bottom of our rugby heart, you know, um, you know, thank you very much, Brett, for the amazing work you've done. Okay, rugby friends. So time to do some Christmas shopping. So what's you, what are you going to buy me? Uh, oh, now there's a tough one, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something maybe, rugby related. Maybe, uh, yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to put my thinking cap on about that one. <laughs> well, maybe le le calendrier les dieux du stade. I know you've already got that on subscription <laughs> anyway, sir. <so. laughs> No, I think it's it's for it's not really my cup of tea, but it's a very it's for a very very good cause, you know, uh, women out there or men as well, you know, it's for for charities and yeah, it gives you some incentive in how to work out your your uh, your body to achieve a nice uh, athletic physique like some of okay. the yeah yeah all right men, I believe you it know? so. Uh... <laughs> So, um, so yeah, rugby friends. I hope you enjoyed our our session. One thing I forgot to mention is that uh, uh, Mike is, has been very very busy as well. You know, uh, writing his book. Uh, Mike, can you tell me about uh, your and our listeners? Yeah, you know, sure. I have, you are writing I've right now. Finished the book, and um, we're looking for a, a publication next year. It's been published by St David's Press, a Welsh. Publisher and it's uh, it's a book on the on the hard men of French rugby um, players um, past and present from as far back as Walter Spangero up through Pascal Andartz, Guillaume Girardot, uh, 
Jean-Pierre Rive, uh, Marc Cession, Philippe Carboneau, Frank Manel, Philippe Seller, Mathieu Bastereau, Johan Uge, um, Rougerie. Yes, Serge Betson. Serge Betson. Yeah, and Serge Betson. Um, so, yeah, it's been, you know, it's been an absolute joy writing, being able to speak to these players and, you know, share their stories. And um, I've also tried to give a bit of a flavour of, of, of how, what rugby means to the French because it is unique. Um, they have a unique relationship. You know, it's part of the town, part of the village. They take pride in that. So it's not just about the players, it's about the lifestyle, about what rugby means to the French. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it coming out. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll have a couple of copies to give away as prizes when, uh, when it does eventually go to print. Exactly, signed <laughs> yes. by you. Wow, what's not to like? <laughs> and under that topic, you know, another book I would highly recommend because it's near... Uh, when you're at Christmas time. It's a French book actually called okay. Les Gueules du Rugby. Uh, means the faces of rugby. Uh, and it's available on legueuldurugby.com. It's written by a former journalist called Jean-Pierre Pages. Um, and, you know, basically, I think he spoke with over 300, 323 uh, players And he was at the, uh, he's one of the sponsors également, one of the partners for the Rugby World Cup. So, yeah, if you can have a look at his website, uh, Les Gueules du Rugby, highly recommended. Yeah. So, on that note, uh, don't forget to uh, buy me a little present for my for my. Yes, so I'll be my going to um, well, uh, so, uh... Poundland tomorrow, so I'll have a look. Lovely, lovely. I know you. I know in Wales, you know you don't have that many shops to to go. So well, they're all I, shut I, under I, lockdown, yeah, aren't they? That's you, okay. I'll, I'll be so. perfect excuse. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, listeners, I hope uh, you have a great week again. Enjoy, enjoy your rugby, your rugby weekend. Yeah, take care, and everybody, speak and uh, speak to you soon. Au revoir. Au revoir. Glou, 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 on tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding, ding, dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille.